It's Tuesday, July 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, we're back after a, a, a long weekend in Chicago and uh, a day off on Monday, uh, the 4th of July holiday today. Uh, we'll get to the hot dog eating contest later. I, I want to talk in, <laughs> in great detail about this, but but first, the uh, the Guardians uh, out-homered last night at, at home. Uh, the Atlanta Braves come in. Uh, one of the hottest teams uh, in, in baseball and, and probably the, uh, the team that that's hitting uh, the best right now. And uh, they, they hit the ball out of the ballpark against the Guardians and beat them four to two. Um, what did you see last night in the series opener? Yeah, Joe, uh, the Braves came as advertised. Uh, this is a team that uh, leads the big leagues in home runs. Uh, they hit 61 in June, which is more than the Guardians have hit all season. And uh, like you said, they hit three last night. And uh, other than that, I thought Gavin Williams, uh, the Cleveland's rookie starter, did did a good job. And uh, and Cleveland's offense almost came back. I thought I, I had that feeling that they were going to come back and win that game after they scored two in the uh, seventh. But uh, they just didn't get they couldn't get anything going after that inning. But uh, it just shows you the difference, Joe, that uh, how how clubs are built and. Uh, Atlanta might be the closest things we've seen since to the 95 Indians in a long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's really saying something. Uh, last night, uh, the um, the Guardians couldn't really get anything going offensively against Bryce Elder. Uh, he was pretty impressive uh, as well. He's he's uh, seven and one this year with a, a 2.45 ERA. And, you know, it, it took them until the seventh inning to break through against him. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, uh, third game in a row with a two-run single for uh, Rosario. So is is he starting to heat up? Yeah, definitely. He's, you know, he's he's hit well and with runners in scoring position all year. But he is really, uh, you know, we're starting to see the uh, Ahmed Rosario we've been waiting for. And, uh, you know, this is his time of the year, you know, mid, uh, you know, when the calendar gets when when the calendar flips to the warmer months, he starts hitting, and you know he he's hitting nothing but line drives. Joe, that that two run single he hit last night, you know, almost it almost made a hole through that through the Atlanta shortstop. Uh, as far as uh, injuries go, uh, the the Braves actually, uh, you know, a l- little bit of concern there. Um, Ronald Acuna uh, goes in to steal his 40th base and uh, and jams up his shoulder. Uh, but for the Guardians, a uh, uh, similar uh, concern as Josh Naylor, uh, that wrist that's been giving him problems since uh, since the Baltimore series. Uh, he he has a, another issue with that on a swing, and, and he has to leave the game. Uh, any updates on either of those guys? No, nothing. Uh, you know, um, Naylor was supposed to get an MRI this morning. The, uh, you know, Terry Francona after the game thought they had you know had had handled it pretty good that it was under control that it was some tendonitis in the uh, the right wrist that he jammed you know stealing third base against Baltimore on May 31st and um you know just uh, I guess you know but we've seen you know if you've watched him he's you know there's there's been times where he stepped out of the box and been shaking his hand other than last night and uh so it's obviously still bothering him I think they want to get the MRI just to make sure there's nothing else going on in there except tendonitis and if it is tendonitis you know they can get they can take care of that with treatment because he stopped getting treatment you know 10 about 10 days ago because the wrist was feeling better 
and he's we noticed him walking around the the clubhouse with a wrap on his wrist at all times. So uh, it's it's not like it's something that was you know totally cured and totally back to to feeling a hundred percent. I mean, he was still having to address it, but uh, you know that it, it, it's for it to flare up like that on a swing is especially noteworthy. Uh, you know, we just saw a video last night of Mike Mike Trout leaving a game. Uh, with the, after a swing and it, you know everybody immediately jumped to oh maybe it's a hamate bone uh, issue with with trout so you know just something to keep an eye on with with Naylor we've seen this guy you know he's tough you know he he gets gets himself into a position to try and be in the lineup uh, you know as as much as he possibly can uh, he battled all year uh, when he, we knew he wasn't 100 percent with his foot uh, and now he's out there running the bases like a madman again so. Uh, we'll have to uh, just, you know, monitor the situation. Uh, I'm sure he won't be in the lineup today because there's, I believe, a lefty on the mound. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll see Gabriel Arias at first. But, uh, you know, that something to keep an eye on is Josh Naylor and the, uh, and the risk moving forward. Uh, also on the injury front, uh, we found out yesterday uh, that Tristan McKenzie will not uh, – I can't say, can't say that he doesn't need uh, Tommy John surgery, but – uh, he will avoid Tommy John surgery uh, for the moment and uh, just go with a, a rehab program and and try to be back uh, pitching at some point, maybe in September. Yeah, Joey, as as, uh, as Francona said, he's chosen the uh, conservative route, which is the non-surgical route, and he's going to continue to rehab for the next three weeks. And then he'll be able to pick up a baseball, start a throwing program, and, um, you know, we'll see where that takes us. Uh, you know, that usually uh, he this will be like at the end of this three week period, he'll be down for like, what, six weeks. And Francona said it usually takes that long, at least that long for for a pitcher to get back on the mound. So that carries into either late late August or early September at at the earliest that we could see him back on the mound, Joe. And, you know, we've seen this before with Savali and Bieber where they kind of come back, uh, make a couple appearances late in the season, and so they feel good about themselves and they can go into the winter, you know, with uh, with kind of a, uh, you know, peace of mind, so to speak. Right. If uh, You know, I just I keep thinking in my mind that it's it, it, in drawing parallels to the Jacob deGrom situation over the last couple of years where, you know, he would get to this point, work himself back and get back feeling and then have to, have to shut down again and, and keep going and having to shut down again. And then, you know, finally, when he gets to Texas, he, he just has to go and ha- go ahead and have the surgery, which if he had 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 it, you know, uh, prior, you know, previously when, when the problem first, you know, popped up, uh, you know, he, he could be back and, and pitching now. And, and that's, you know, uh, it's easy for us to sit here and say, it's easy for a, a fan to, to sit there behind a, behind Twitter and, 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 you know, say things and put that out there. Uh, but for a 25-year-old, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about the risk of, you know, not having a professional career anymore if you can't come back from the surgery. And there's no guarantee that uh, the surgery is 100% successful. So uh, we understand why Tristan uh, took this route. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to sit there and go, well, you know, just have the surgery and you can be back sooner. And, uh, you know, everything will be fine. That's that's if everything goes OK and there's still a, a huge risk. It's uh, easy for us to say, I guess, is the is the point. 
Yeah. And, you know, if you read, you know, read some information on Tommy John's surgery, you know, the the overwhelming majority of, of pitchers do return to the mound, do pitch. But, you know, the question is, are they as good as they were before? And there's always, you know, you know, there's like a, you know, some studies say a 20 percent chance that they won't be they won't reach their, uh, you know, level of performance, you know, before before surgery. So it is it is, you know, nothing is foolproof. Nothing's guaranteed, uh, you know, but there's so, been so much research on on Tommy John surgery that you feel good that if you need it, you know, you you will get back. But the question is, you know, what kind of pitcher are are you when you get back and uh you know, so well, we'll see how this goes. And you know, if let's say you know Tristan uh, after this uh, six-week layoff, you know, picks the ball up, he, he starts throwing again. He gets into rehab games. He gets into uh, simulated games, and and the elbow isn't isn't showing progress. Perhaps then they they you know re uh, you know they 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 re have, rethink about surgery. Yeah, and that's uh, that would be a, a good timeline to follow as well because. You know, you, you probably only lose one full year in, in 2024 if that does happen, if he if he does have the surgery, uh, you know, sometime in September or October. Uh, all right. Uh, on to happier things, on to more positive things. The weekend in Chicago, while it was uh, rainy and cold and, you know, not a lot of fun uh, for uh, a bunch of different reasons. The uh, the Guardians did come away with with two wins there uh, and they came uh, out of the series with uh, two new all stars. Uh, Jose Ramirez and Emmanuel Classe. Uh, Ramirez named to his fifth All-Star uh, game, and um, uh, Classe named to his second. Uh, five All-Star appearances ties um, uh, Ramirez with Kenny Lofton and Jim Hegan, uh, I believe, for fourth most uh, All-Star appearances in franchise history. Uh, and you know, it's obviously it's uh, well deserved for for both of them. Uh, and then Emmanuel Classe that same day uh, promptly goes out and blows a four-run <laughs> lead in the ninth inning, and uh, the Guardians still hang on to win thanks to Josh Naylor. Uh, because of Josh Naylor and thanks to Josh Naylor, uh, they they um, pull it out in the tenth inning uh, in in Chicago. Just a, a crazy weekend with rain delays and, and all sorts of fun stuff. But uh, what'd you take away from that series uh, against the Cubs? I thought it was encouraging, Joe. I really did. Uh, you know, they beat. Uh... They beat Stroman, you know, on what Saturday night, um, mm -hmm. you know, and he's one of the best pitchers in, in in baseball. He's been one of the hottest pitchers in baseball after getting shut down by Steele on, uh, you know, on Friday night. And then they come back and, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of were coasting on and Sunday's game. And, you know, they go into that ninth inning with a 6-2 lead and everything goes haywire and they still win that game. You know, I was looking at this, there's one unbelievable stat, Joe, that I saw from Cleveland's uh, notes. That was the first time class A was charged with four earned runs in one inning. And mm -hmm. that was, that broke a streak of 200 and 201 straight games appearances for class A in which he allowed two or fewer runs and that was the 14th longest streak in, in MLB history. And this guy hasn't even really been pitching that long. So that shows you what an outlier that, that inning was. Yeah. And it wasn't helped by, there were two plays uh, at first base that, you know, the ball was in Josh Naylor's glove and, and he can't make the play and, you know, can't get a handle on the ball. And 
yeah, I found it interesting, um, you know, and, and you wrote about it, Josh Naylor uh, and, and Terry Francona. Terry Francona, who's, who's had experience playing first base, knows the, knows the position. Obviously, Mike Sarbaugh, who's the infield coach, uh, they were talking to Josh about uh, the way that he transfers the ball from his glove to his hand and how he, he likes to flip the ball to himself instead of reaching into the glove and, and taking it out. And, and that's the more fundamentally sound, that's the more mechanically sound way to do it. And we, we've seen this happen a couple of times this year. There was a play where uh, Josh Naylor uh, cost the, the Guardians a, a run, cost them an out uh, at first, where he just plain dropped the ball as he was running to the bag uh, earlier in the season. Uh, you know, and Sunday night, uh, you know, the, the, the issue cropped up. There were a couple of plays that, you know, that probably should have been made. Uh, that would have curtailed the uh, the four run inning and would have kept them from having to go into extras to win it. Uh, but you know this is something where when Josh Naylor is healthy enough to get back out on the field, uh, that we have to be concerned about. Yeah, and uh, you know they worked on it yesterday, uh, early yesterday. Uh, he went, uh, Josh went out and took some ground balls. Uh, you know they're trying to get back to basics. And another point, Joe, that they made was, uh, you know. He, he's, you know, Naylor, you know, should be uh, checking more on where Jimenez is, Andres Jimenez, the mm-hmm. gold glove uh, second baseman, you know, where, he, where you know, maybe he won't want, you know, range as far as he does off first base, let Jimenez feel those balls and just, you know, get back to first base and, and get it, get the out without, you know, so much drama. Yeah, you talked about that, uh, that outlier situation, uh, you know, the, the three of the, the, the hits that, um, class a gave up were soft hits they were he did what you know he wanted inducing soft contact with his cutter and you know keeping cubs hitters from barreling the ball you know a a, a three hopper up the middle and you know a couple of softballs to uh to the to the right side of the infield uh he's doing his job but is there you know concern about class a is there concern about trevor stefan who gave up a a home run to christopher morell uh in the uh, you know in the the eighth inning, yeah, well, I think there has to be some concern because they've been pitched so much. There you uh, go. You know, and uh, you you've just gotta, you know, you have to wonder. I mean, they are. I think you know. I know uh, Class A is tied for you know the, the MLB leading appearances, and uh, you know Stefan is right uh, right there, either th- third or fourth. You know, they've both been pitched a lot. You know, Stefan has been pitched in the eighth inning, and you wonder, you know, if you, you know, the all-star break is coming at a good time for both these guys, but unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, Class A is going to pitch in the all-star game, so I don't know how much of a break that is, but Stefan at least will get a break here, uh, you know, coming up in the next, you know, four, five, six days, but yeah, it's a concern. I mean, the bullpen has been used a lot. Uh, you know, we're finally starting to get see some starters get a little deeper into the game to take the burden off the, the pen, but, you know, they've been used a lot in the first, what, uh, two and a half, three months of the season. Yeah, and, and that trend, you know, looks to probably continue. You've still got, you know, Tanner Bybee is a guy who's who's given them six innings, uh, you know, pretty consistently uh it, throughout his his first couple of, of months here in the in the big leagues uh but you've got Gavin Williams out there you don't know how often he's going to be able to go deep into games and how often you want either of those guys going deep into games uh you know once they they either hit that rookie wall or they get up close to that 120 130 you know inning uh you know sort of situation but 
you know, for both of those guys, uh, it's if they have, if they're able to have some easy innings. Uh, like like Tito says, it's not necessarily the number of innings. It's it's sometimes it's the intensity of those innings. If you're out there for a 30 pitch inning where you've got a lot of traffic, uh, but you know the next couple of innings you you go you know one two three or you know you have a, a seven pitch inning where it's it's a little bit lighter for you, uh, it it can be a little easier. I I just I'm I it looks like the the bullpen is set up to to, to have to keep you know contributing major innings to these games yeah there's no doubt about that I mean the bullpen is a is a huge part of this team you know and for the most part they perform very well you know they're 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 a solid unit uh and you, you have to wonder I mean do they bring Karinchak back up, you know, starting in the second half, and maybe he can help out in the, you know, the seventh or eighth inning? Do they move Eli Morgan into a, you know, a seventh or eighth inning role? Uh, you know, he's been pitching really, really well. Uh, so, you know, they have some options, but, uh, you know, right now they've just got to kind of grind through these last games and, uh, you know, hopefully get to the break and then, uh, you know, regroup uh, with the rotation and, and the uh, bullpen. Yeah, that would be the uh, the ideal situation. All right, we're uh, as we're recording this uh, podcast, we are uh, minutes away from uh, perhaps one of the the greatest <laughs> spectacles in all of sport the uh, the July Fourth Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Uh, if you want to tune in on uh, on ESPN, I, I, I'm sure it's uh, it's airing over there. But uh, Joey Chestnut and his 15 mustard colored belts. Uh, is, is he the, the is he the greatest champion of all time in your estimation, Hoinsey? Is he? Um, is I mean, is it more impressive than than Bill Russell's thirteen championships? Is it? You know, is it is it the the greatest record uh, ever held by a a, a competitor? I'm not going to call him an athlete. He's not an athlete. He's an eater. He's, but uh, you know, and and here's the better question, Hoinsey. If you had a plate of Nathan's hot dogs sitting in front of you in ten minutes on the clock. Could you get up to 63? Could you get to Joey Chestnut's level? God, Joe, no, no. That reminds me of, uh, I'm dating myself here, but remember Mushmouth, Mushmouth Melon, the pizza eating champion that was on, I think it was on Goulardi. <laughs> Just uh, those guys stuffing themselves. Oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> Hoinsey, regale, regale us with, uh, you know, tales of yesteryear when uh, when you remember back to. Uh, uh, Goulardi, I remember, yeah, I'm, but I'm a little bit older than probably some of the people listening to our podcast. Uh, or maybe not, I don't know. But uh, just the, the visual of, of Hoinsey sitting with a plate full of hot dogs in front of him and a, a, a bib around his neck just uh, ready to dive in, I think would be uh, something that that we need to, we need to get that on the site. Yes, go ahead. Do those guys, do those guys go right to the emergency room after, after competing like that? I got to imagine that once the cameras are off of them, they're going behind the stage and, and just, and, and letting it all loose because there's, there's no way that that can all stay in them. It, the, they don't even get chewed. The hot dogs don't even get I chewed. Know. They just get, it's, oh, I, and they, and they, what, they wet the buns. So the buns go mm-hmm. down easier. And that is like, I, God. <laughs> I, well, I we'll, we'll have to try. We'll, we'll try it in the press boxes uh, before tonight's game. We'll, we'll put out as many hot dogs as we can and, and see who can uh, who can eat the most. And uh, we'll report back on tomorrow's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Everybody have a safe Fourth uh, of July. Uh, don't blow off any fingers uh, with fireworks and 
Uh, we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs>